Lewis. We're joined here on the JR the Boss Man show by former Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket and LA Chargers linebacker Jerry Atash. We're here on the Boss Man show. Jerry has got a mini mini cast start today, man. How do you feel getting back on the field after your injury last year? Get ready to get the season going for the LA Chargers, man. Man, it's exciting, man. Uh, you know, I'm just up, so you know, whenever you come off an injury, uh any player knows this in the NFL, you know, you're you ready to come back and make a splash and, you know, get your, get your name back out there. So I'm, ex- I'm definitely excited about the opportunity to do it in L.A. this year. Now, just in general, Jerry, what has been a transition like for you going from L.A. to from San Diego? How's it been for you? Have you how's it, the traffic been for you? Kind of used to the traffic up there, the way of life up there. How's it been for you to transition moving up, up there to play for the Chargers now, up in L.A. now? Being up, also playing that stadium down there, that stuff up that you're going to play. Like that, like that idea too, Jerry, playing that stadium. A little thing for you guys, a lot of energy for you, right? Yeah, you know, it's, it's bringing a lot of energy. I think the team is going to get a lot closer. I think that's the big thing we can take with this. That's our performance, and I think we performed last year. You know, that's the only thing we can control is you know how we play within everything else. You know, to it's just a new location, and you know we're we ready to play football. So at the end of the day, that's the mindset that you know, we have players going into this situation, and you know it's just a pretty unique situation. Uh, to be moving from one day to another. That, man. So, what is this on your rehab? Uh, how's your rehab going this offseason? I know you're upset at what happened in Houston and you broke your foot, man. How's rehab going for you? How excited are you to get back on the field? And how are you feeling physically all together, man? I'm feeling great. I'm just done with my rehab. Uh, you know, it was, it, I got a lot stronger in other parts of my body, you know, while I was rehabbing. So, I took a lot out of it. And, uh, you know, I started out. Uh, Six months ago, after the season, I went up to Georgia Tech and I did some rehab there for a couple months, you know, while taking classes and came here and finished up my rehab. So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm full go and I'm, I'm excited about. I hear you there. Also, Jerry, being from Nigeria, well, soccer is very prevalent, man. At what point did you decide so that you want to make football what you want to pursue? I said, uh, being from Nigeria and playing soccer, well, soccer, soccer is a big sport in Nigeria. You know, after, at what point did you get to the idea that yeah. you want to play uh, football, like the American football, now for soccer, like you in your home country? Uh, it was it was definitely more of a mistake. I walked into the wrong room. I was trying to sign up for some football coaches in there. He basically me to play football that day. I started playing in the ninth grade. I wasn't very good. I got I just got better over time. You know, up until my senior year, where I was able to be a Division One athlete. So. Definitely uh, my resiliency and just persevering through, you know, through struggling at something that helped me get better. So, I mean, I think that was, you know, that spoke to my, to my career as a player in general. Hey, Jerry, I'm back there. Just uh, wanted to ask you about the transition, uh, what it's been like for you. I know it's, a, it's not a huge transition from San Diego to Los Angeles, but what has that uh, been like for your teammates? Uh, it's definitely different. You, you get really good at logistics and planning stuff. You know, uh, when you get drafted, you expect to be in, you know, in the city to your contract is up. So, you know, this is my fourth year. I've been in San Diego for three and a half years. So, you know, I have more years. So, I you know, have to throw my stuff in storage and get a new lease down there and do all these things, make the drive up and down, trying to find a place and, you know, just doing the whole moving thing. So, I think that's that was definitely what I took out of it. But other than that, you know, just learning your new environment, you know, staying out of trouble and taking care of business on the field, I think it's, it's pretty simple as a player. Is it one of the harder things in uh, professional sports life is not just the uh, potential for moving your home um, periodically throughout your career, but also the, the travel that's involved with it? Now, obviously, it's less with football, but still, you have quite the travel involved. Is that something that I'm sure you get used to over time, but is it something that you enjoy or something that you just kind of fit in to your lifestyle? I think as a young person, I definitely enjoy it. Uh, 
you know, there's some guys on the team's kids and, you know, what, et cetera. You know, they need schools and things like that. I think that's a little more stressful. But for me right now, at this point in my life, I'm definitely enjoying it. Now, if I was, you know, if I had a family and everything else, it would be a little harder to maneuver. But I'm definitely enjoying I embrace, you know, the newness of things. I was originally from Washington, D.C., and I went to school in Atlanta. So it's just, to me, it's just another, like, another city to explore, you know, and live in. So it's a good way to look at it, as far as I'm concerned, Jerry. Now, you, you had mentioned uh, your playing days uh, in Atlanta, Georgia Tech, uh, now with the Chargers. Have, have you been able to get a sense of whether the interest in um, American football has grown uh, in Nigeria? And do you think more kids maybe in playing that sport there now based on your career path? I, I think it's definitely going to happen. I think there's going to be more of a trip. There are other uh, players, uh, Nigerian, you know, uh, players in the NFL. I'm not the only one. There's a ton of them. So, and every year, a couple of teams drafted in the first round. So, I think there's definitely going to be a, a movement uh, where the NFL is going to be a more global uh, going forward. And it starts with players like me and the other guys in the NFL who've had success. Folks, we're joined by Jerry Atalchi on the Boston Show. Los Angeles Chargers linebacker doing good things out there for the Chargers, folks. Uh, now, Jerry, you're going against Eiffel Rivers every day in practice, man. How is that spending that guy compete on a daily basis? And what has he taught you about physically for only getting practice every day? And also, man, just what's like seeing this guy work and, and prepare you to play guys like Derek Carr, Alex Smith, and those guys out in your division in the AFC West? I think it's good to have a guy like him practice every day for you know, the whole entire day because you, you, know, you learn how to play smarter and you learn there's nobody in the, in the league that can outsmart us when we're out there. And, you know, when Peyton Manning was playing my, my first couple of years I was in the league, he was a guy that would, you know, check quick all these other things at the line. And that's similar to what Phillip does. And, you know, young quarterbacks can't do that. So if you're going against a guy like Phillip, that's really like the bar. And then you're coming out there against younger quarterbacks and you kind of have a feeling for what they're going to do, you know, and what they can and can't do at the end of the day, uh, just based on how long they've been playing. So, Jerry, some of the uh, guys who have been instrumental in kind of mentoring you in the league and giving you a uh, good knowledge base about the NFL lifestyle and the game itself, who are some of those guys that you look to to help you, uh, help guide you in the in the NFL? I mean, there's I mean, there's definitely a lot, a lot of guys that come come through uh, San Diego that I played with. Uh, definitely my first year, I had Dwight Freeney here, so I kind of learned just uh, you know the nuances of rushing the passer and how you know how seriously he takes it, you know, and just every then doing everything he can to give him an edge on the field, and then you kind of take things from guys as a, you know as a as a young player you it helps you grow. Sometimes you have to learn them on your own, but you know there's definitely things you take from other guys. It's really how they take care of their bodies, how they work when they're in the facility, you know, how they bar off the field. Uh, I think there's there's something to take from a lot of people in the NFL. So I'll, I'll say definitely a guy like you know Free and just his uh, you know how his how professional he was about his job was something I learned. Yeah, Jerry quickly. Dwight's a good friend of the show. Did he teach you the spin move at all, Jerry? Can you do the Dwight spin? <laughs> you know, anytime you don't leave that Dwight, you don't try to spin too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm working. I'm still working on it, but I've definitely uh, I definitely took took some pointers from him uh, when he was out here in San Diego on that. Good deal. No. Now, Jerry, take us behind the scenes a little bit, man. What is your game ritual to get you excited to play the play game? So you go to the stadium, you go out there, and go feel a little, you listen to the music, you eat your favorite meal. So it's like, what's, what's your game like for you to get ready to play a game at 105 for the Chargers on Sunday afternoon? Uh, just listen to some music. I call my mom. We say a prayer before before I go out there and warm up. And then just basically just get my mind and, and savage. Essentially. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so 
I yeah, I'm gonna say it. I don't even want to know what that. <laughs> I want no part of Savage Mode, Jerry. You just you keep that on game day, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now I just said I wanted to pre-show talking with Jr. We were kind of talking the, the triple option at Georgia Tech, and I want to to it off Jr. and saying like going against that in practice every day. What is it like to try to defend that? Because when you watch it as a fan or as a, it really seems like it's difficult and a kind of a crazy thing to have to try to defend. So, um, what is it like on that side of the ball to play that? Definitely sucks to practice against. Uh, just keeping it real. A lot of downs. There's a lot of third down conversions, a lot of fourth down conversions, which is frustrating for a defensive player. Fourth and one, third and two. There's a lot of in shorts, fourth and shorts. So going up against it in spring practice, that was probably my uh, spring practice and training camp were probably the hardest times for me as a football player in college. And then the season was a lot easier because I had the stamina because we were going so many downs to, you know, to rush the passer till the fourth quarter. So in a way, it helped me out. But as a defensive player, it's definitely one of the most frustrating things, especially in college, uh, when you have, like, freshman guys out there, sophomores who don't really know what they're doing. It's hard. And college is full of that. It's full of turnover. So. All right, yeah. Jerry. Going back to the ACL more time, bro. What is your favorite food spot here in the ATL, man? Mine's Taco Mac. What's yours? I like Mary Mac, man. I came up with Mary Mac, so I'm still I'm still Mary Mac guy. Now, see, this is a tough question for Jr. Jr.'s kind of changed up his diet a little bit, you know. He's trying to get a little bit more okay. healthy. So all these food questions we throw in food questions at some of our guests. I can tell, I can hear it in my ear. Jr. is kind of getting a little hungry over there. So if you if you hear a little spittle coming out, you know, on the on the speaker, that's just Jr. getting hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting hungry too right now. Practice, so. Yeah, well, I'm sure. So, um, last question for you from my end. Uh, driving around town, Atlanta versus L.A., who's got the worst traffic? Ooh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to give it to L.A., but Atlanta has gotten, man, they've gotten bad, really, really bad. So, uh, we got to get those 18 wheels off the highway, but I'll give it to L.A., though. The general cars on the road traffic is, is crazy now jerry were you were you were you in town when the bridge collapsed by any chance were you here when that happened no i just left too i just left him but i have town at the time and it was, i heard it was crazy yeah you know so i just i hope they they figure out the the traffic situation yeah. that, man. man it's like really bro, between sinkholes and i-20 buckling now like What's going? I don't know what's going on in Atlanta right now. Between all that, man, I'm a, I, I'm scared to drive on the roads right now. Like, am I going to get drive? I'm gonna get buckled or something. I'm just spooked right now, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I've driven through it this entire. I drove, drove through it this entire spring, so I had a lot of frustrating days in traffic. When you guys played the Falcons at the dome on after Sunday afternoon, how exciting was it for you to play the Falcons in, in the dome that day, man? And just be back and see Atlanta where you went to college yet. How did that make you feel? And for you, man, what was your favorite moment of the Georgia Dome your whole career and your time being in Atlanta and the NFL? All that stuff, man. Well, I never I never got to play in the Dome at Georgia Tech. but And I played last year because I, 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 I missed the game. I was hurt. But uh, definitely the energy. You definitely feel the energy in the stadium and just how, you know, how loyal and crazy the fans are in Atlanta and, you know, how much they wanted to see their team do good that very day. So, you know, we felt it as a team, and it, it made us come together and pull it out. But, you know, Atlanta is definitely – the atmosphere is definitely different uh, as far as football in the South, and they're kind of a 
representative of that professional for sports in the South. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. Jay. Well, Jerry West has been good to have the show, Jerry. Man, me and John really look forward to seeing you on the field this year, cheering for you. We'll love to have you on again real soon down the road, man. Thanks for doing it today, man. Good luck at mini camp. Hope you stay healthy all year long, man. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. you on the boss, man. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, fraud on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. 
Thank you. Oh, I love that interview. I loved it. I thought it was great. Jerry uh, gave a lot of good insight, a lot of uh, uncanned and honest answers to, you know, the questions that we asked, which is always cool when you, you know, you're able to, to get someone to open up and, and speak plainly. Um, that's what we strive for here, you know, rather than, you know, getting the, 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 the canned athlete answer, you know, no, nobody wants to hear that. So, uh, Jerry did a great job. And, uh, like, like we said, on the, during the interview, we wish him the best of luck, uh, this heat. Hopefully he does real well. Favorite take. It sucked. <laughs> I agree, Jerry. That offense does suck. Going against it sucks. Watching it sucks. The, yeah, how was it the practice against the triple option? It sucks. <laughs> yep. You, you know that. But you know what? He made a good point on that, Jr. Not to, to stretch it out too long here, but the um, the point he made was that going against that every day in practice really boosted their stamina because of all the the uh, extra downs and extra snaps they had to take on defense. So during the season they had a much easier time of it against teams that didn't play, um, you know, that style of offense, or if they did get into a situation where they weren't turning uh, the field over on downs um, as much as they wanted to on defense, they were, they were kind of used to it. So that was actually a, you know, a really good point, even though it was funny that he said that it, it was, uh, you know, it was very uh, poignant on his part. Exactly. And also the offense too, John, is time position, ball control as well. So, they get the rest and get ready to go out there and attack again, be in savage mode, as he said, because they get the rest because they run the ball most of the time. I don't know if you heard it in his voice when he said that he get before the game he gets into savage mode. I don't know if you heard it in his voice, but I was like, Mm-mm, I don't even want any part of that, bro. I don't want any part of Jerry in savage mode. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, I'll stay in the slot. I wouldn't go nowhere near him. I'm in the slot. <laughs> <laughs> Slot. I'll be in the locker room, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I want to throw a shout out. We're going to do a French Open recap, people, and talk about women a little bit. I want to throw a shout out to my friend, Donald Young, uh, and John's buddy as well. Uh, he's a good, great guy coming to show with us. Uh, Donald made the French Open doubles final. I know he, he lost the final. Yes, it's him is his partner, Santiago Gonzalez from Mexico. Now, John, think about this. Donald Trump probably did not like this. Donald Young, a black man, was paired with a Mexican man, Santiago Gonzalez. It's a doubles team. Donald Trump probably hated that. But... You're, too, you're too much, man. You're too much. A black man and a Mexican together. Where's the wall at? That's, you know, but... He's, he's too busy doing other stuff. I don't even think he noticed that, bro. <laughs> but Donald Young, a buddy of mine, um, made the final. He won a great run, and you know, like, he came a little bit short. But Donald's doing great. 50 in the world. Just met in singles. Doubles ranking went up as well. Also, John, that was his biggest payout in his career. He That's good. He made 100 
$7,000 for that, making a double sign on French Open. Good. Next time we see him, he can take us out to dinner. Exactly. <laughs> but just think about think about when we talked talk to Donald maybe two years, three years ago, where he was at the way he is now. And the oh, yeah. improvement he's made in his game and 27 years old, be 28 in July. This, this John, talk about, talk about how you're seeing how uh, one another one of our guests that we talk to, a bit of relationship with, grow. And now we're friends off the show. We're now seeing him successful in the French Open now, going to the grass of Wimbledon next. Let's talk a little bit about how you feel about Donald's progression. It's how we've watched him grow from the show to now. Well, he, first of all, he's a great dude. So that's, that's one thing. He, he, regardless of... Um, you know what our personal relationship is with him you just like to see good things happen to good people and he definitely is a good person he's always been very good to us as far as making appearances on the show and um, you know it's just one of those guys that you really do genuinely wish him the best um, in his career when he's out there competing and I'm glad to see him having that success for that reason now the flip side of that on a professional side um, you know he, he puts in the work you know, we know that to be true just in talking to him. And you can listen to the interviews. You can hear it in his voice. He truly loves um, playing professional tennis. He puts in an enormous amount of effort into his game, and he's very deserving of any of the success that he has. So I'm, I'm truly uh, happy for Donald, both personally and professionally. And I must admit to you, John, I was watching his match with uh, five for one over here, and he keeps saying, your boss. He's got to hit it where they ain't, boss. That's all, yeah. he, that's, that's all he has to do is hit it where they ain't. JC's professional tennis coaching service. Just hit it where they ain't, you know? The old baseball adage, just hit it where they ain't. <laughs> I, on a simplistic level, he is absolutely correct. Hit it where they ain't. But I'd imagine trying to get it past Nadal or Federer ain't that easy. Exactly. Speaking of Rafael Nadal, he won his 10th French Open title, John. He started winning in 2005 when he beat Fed in semifinals and was getting dark in Roland Garros. Think about this. I was in college then when this man started winning French Opens. Now he's won 10 in, 10 in his whole career, man. He's now 79-2 at Roland Garros, man. Did you ever think when you saw this guy first play, this scandy guy from Spain, that he'll win these many titles with the French Open, man? No, de- uh, definitely not. It's hard to predict a ca- career path that successful, but um, you know, first of all, he's sick. I mean, he's just a sick player. He's he got everything um, that you need to compete at an elite level of a professional sport, and obviously, you know, he, he's like one of those guys that um, once you see this in golf sometimes. Once he cracked that first major win then it just starts to roll on from there that confidence level builds and you can just see that on the court you know like he he knows he's going to win you know he's got that confidence level now um that being said Federer's still my dude jr i i know you're trying to switch you're trying to switch my allegiance by that you know um that great intro you gave to nadal in his career trying to switch my allegiance over i see through your ploy Federer's still my dude okay okay i can still respect nadal's game but Federer's still my dude Speaking of your man Rogers Federer, we're going to the grass of Wimbledon now, and your man's coming back. He skipped, he skipped the play season, which he skipped play, you know, because he knew the Dawes going to win. So that's us, what's up. So now we got Nadal with one Grand Slam, Fed winning the Australian Open. Now we go to Wimbledon, Fed's house. So you got Djokovic struggling, you got Andy Murray struggling, and you got Fed coming back off of an eight week layoff. Now Nadal's going to take off from Queens and play Wimbledon as well. So 
John, and your infinite wisdom of your tennis knowledge that you have. Besides Donald Young, Dennis Kutler, and all our friends and us American, do you see your man, Roger Federer, winning Wimbledon and getting his 19th Grand Slam title at the All England Club coming up here in about three weeks? Yeah, I do. And I'll tell you what, he's, he's a cagey vet. He took it off just chilling, right? Doing his thing and enjoying himself, resting up. He knows, like you said, Nadal, clay court, hard court, master, not even going to waste his time. He's going to rest up for Wimbledon. And then he's going to let the let the, the, the young guy wear himself out a little bit, you know, playing hard, out in the sun, sweating. He's just sitting back, sipping lemonade, waiting for this Wimbledon tournament to start, and he, then he's just going to come out swing, bro. So I, I, that's my that's my look at it. He knows. He's got that career under his belt. He knows how to um, schedule himself. He knows what his body can and can't do, and he's going to show up ready to go. I think I think he's going to be a, a force in that tournament. Exactly. So Fed's back, folks, so – that was your French Open Wimbledon preview here, recapping Wimbledon preview here on the Boss Man Show. See, John, I could cover all sports, tennis, golf, soccer, hockey. We got you covered. See, we're, we have it, people. We, we are diverse hosts, okay? We can get the job done, okay? We got to get, uh, get D.Y. on. Let's get D.Y. on next week. He'll be, he'll be, able, to, be able to drop in, talk a little about his, uh, his win. Uh, He's up in England, so we can see what we can do. You don't want to be great just because I'm a... I'm a Rap starter, if I can get his partner on to just to make Donald Trump mad. <laughs> Recall, maybe we'll, here's what we'll do. Okay, here's what we'll do. We'll get a hold of Sean Spicer. Okay, we'll get the, the White House press secretary, and we will see if we can get him on air, and we'll, we'll then pipe in our buddy Young and his partner. And Santiago, we'll, you know, Santiago Gonzalez is his name. Yeah, yeah, we'll get Young and the combo of Young and Gonzalez in, and then. You know, see, see how that plays out. So we can get a report back Think about to this. the press. Think about this. You got a, two white guys, a black guy, two black guys, and a Mexican. It's not going to go very well. It's <laughs> that administration. Dude, we just have to get, uh, you know, get somebody from the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community and we'll be all set. Exactly. They might get the wall built real quick. But Dennis Robinson, what the world's going on, people? The only thing that's going to do is get the, ball, the wall built up around this show real quick. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And let us get out here second before we get any more trouble with Donald Trump and any administration. Because I don't want to get boycotted like Colin Kaepernick or Black Ball. So we'll get out to say why again, why I still safe people. So coming up next, we recap the NBA Finals, Golden State and Cleveland, and look forward to free agency this year. So folks, more John John after the break. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching. 
And if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Man, so somehow John and I are still on the air. We was not taken off the air yet, so we're good. So far, so good. So now we covered the French Open, we covered Wimbledon, we covered diplomacy and the democratic the process of all the nations coming together. We covered all that. Now we're gonna cover the NBA Finals. Now, John, this is a trilogy that happened in Golden State and Cleveland. Uh, I know two guys on Golden State's roster. I know uh, Ian Clark, and I also know. Uh, Damian Joseph Vanderbilt played for Coach Kevin Stallings over there, over on West End. Derek Mason knows him very well as well. So I was chance for Golden State because I know from Belmont, Ian, I know Damian from uh, Vanderbilt. But Golden State, man, 
A lot of people are talking about getting on Kevin Durant for going to Golden State, but John, that's what they needed to beat Cleveland. They needed him to beat him. He he didn't ride anybody's coattails, John. That he they rode his coattails. Then he needed them, and they needed him. You see what I'm saying? Because without him, they lose to LeBron and Kyrie, who's going crazy. You know, so I feel like people to get off Kevin Durant. Forget he went. Look here, Russell Westbrook does not pass the ball. Who wants to play with that guy? You know who could stop Kevin Durant was Russell Westbrook. He, he wanted the shot himself. So, John, I feel like Durant did what he had to do to make the best move for his career. Hell, LeBron did it too, man, when he went to Miami and came to Cleveland. So, why are people on Durant so tough about doing this? And, this, hey, it is a fair move, John, because think about this. The Warriors drafted Steph Curry, drafted Draymond Green, drafted Klay Thompson, and the salary cap spike, which allowed them to sign Kevin Durant, and they traded away Harrison Barnes and Andrew Bogut to Dallas to make room to pay Durant. So it's not illegal. They weren't trying to cheat the system. Just what happened is the perfect timing happened where the salary cap spiked the TV money and allowed them to make the, the slot to sign Kevin Durant and sign Zaza They West and those kind of guys about the roster to help them get a team to beat Cleveland in the finals. They just beat them 4-1 this series here. So, John, I'm going to open there. What is your ticket in the finals? Uh, Kevin Durant and the people who want to always tear him down for making the move to Cleveland. Mind me, they're going to say that Cleveland. Breaking that move and just saying, this is a talented project guy. I mean, he's a great player. He made a move that's good for him. And playing on Russell Westbrook, man, is, we'll make you want to leave OKC okay, so and go somewhere else. Well, that's the, the nature of the league right now. And then you can't. I shouldn't say you can't, but you shouldn't begrudge someone for making a career decision that's you know in their best interest. And clearly, it was. I mean, Kevin Durant going to the Golden State Warriors was was clearly an upgrade, a roster upgrade. You know, as far as his career is concerned, there's no doubt about that. And I think that it's fine. I don't have any issue with it. That's the the way the league is. The way the league is set up. If you look back in the '80s and the '90s and even the early 2000s. It wasn't necessarily set up that way. It's a much more recent, um, it's a more recent move where these guys are kind of setting up and, and doing these, you know, super teams in free agency. It used to be a super team would be built through the draft and maybe a trade here or there. Okay, that's how that's how it used to be. You know, the you know Showtime, um, the Pistons. You know, when the Knicks had good teams, uh, the Celtics had good teams. You know, that was all kind of built through the draft and then they would make trades here and there to bring some guys in for pieces parts to make that uh, team click now it's not necessarily like that you know it, it's the, the the team comes in you might have a superstar and that superstar goes out and tries to recruit <clears throat> as many big time free agents as he can to come in and compete with some of the elite teams in the league uh cleveland and golden state in this case uh, you know lebron does the same thing you know, he'd be bringing you know people trying to bring free agents in his first go round with cleveland he was doing it all on his own, and he was trying to bring elite free agents in um, to, to play with him to win championships. Uh, did the same thing when he went to Miami. He joined you know, the, the uh, two down there and Bosch and Wade and got those guys uh, rings, helped get those guys rings. But uh, you know, I don't have any issue with Durant going out there. LeBron said it, man. It's, it's a tough team to beat. When you've got Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson – not to mention Draymond Green. Iguodala is no slouch. You know, you, you got a great roster in Golden State. And they had to bring in one of the best players in the world in Kevin Durant just to be able to overtake this year. So, you know, it, it's not a, 
a slap in the face to, to Cleveland. I mean, it's, it's a compliment for, for as far as I'm concerned for them to have to go out and bring in that big of a gun to win. And, and I'll be honest with you, the series, you know, they lost in five, but it, that game two could have went either or game three could have went either way. That first game in Cleveland, had they won that game, you're potentially looking at two, two series because they, they blew them in game four. Then you go back, uh, game five was pretty close and you don't really know how that plays out. You know, with the series not being on the line in game five changes the dynamic of that game come back to Cleveland for game six. I think if, if the outcome is different in game three, if the Cavs are able to hold on and win that close game in Cleveland, it changes the dynamic of the series, and I think it probably goes seven. Now, who wins that game seven in Golden State is anybody's guess, but I think that's where the series turned was in game three. You go down 3-0, it's nearly impossible to come back. I should say it's impossible because it hasn't been done, but um, you know that, that's really where the series hinged. To me now, I know again what happens in a game seven, or if they get to game seven, if they win that game three, but I, I think it's much more likely, you know, for you to be able to get to two two rather than three one. That scenario is much um, better for the Cavs, not only because they're you know not down that extra game, but with last year's historical precedent and some of the, the additional pressure that it put down Golden State, you know that that can tighten you up. So I think that that certainly would have helped their cause, and I think that the, ultimately that's what the series turned was in game three. Exactly. And this shot came on the rank counter everything because I feel like if Golden State had not won game three, it would have been 2-2 two, two, and they would have got tight again. They would have got tight. Hey, whatever yeah, whatever oh. happened in game four, I don't know if they were tight so much the Cavs just you know came out pissed. I think they I think they were just pissed they lost that game three. And that was, you know, what you got when you came out in game four. See, I expect the blah, blah, blah. I mean, game three, not game I, four. I tended to agree with you. I, I kind of feared when they came home, um, Golden State, would have spent a lot of energy in the first two games. I kind of thought the Cavs were a little bit sluggish in the first two games and kind of just biding their time, so to speak, because, you know, these series, it's not a sprint. You know, it's a seven. These these guys are looking at this as a seven-game series, as far as I can tell. Uh, I think the Cavs were definitely looking at it as a seven-game series. It wasn't a sprint for them. Uh, once they started to get down a little bit in those first two games, it's hard to come back from big deficits against Golden State. They got way too much firepower to be getting down double digits and, and – Keep clawing your way back and then going down again. Keep clawing your way back, going down again. That expends a lot of energy, and you're going to get finished off in a series real quick if you if you don't pick your spots. So I agree with you. I think that I, I was kind of expecting the Cavs to blow them out, not necessarily blow them out, but win in handy fashion in Game 3. Game 4 would be a little bit more hotly contested. Um, still, the series would be tied at 2, and the next three games would kind of go back and forth until we got to Game 7. That's how I saw it playing out once Game 3 uh, went to the, the Warriors. I really think that was kind of um, where the series turned, as I indicated before. I hear that now, John. Uh, what do you What do you hear for Stephen Forrest? Who, who are they going to trade Kevin Love to bring some back? They kind of capped out already. Well, they spent money on LeBron's friends, J.R. Smith, Maj Humphrey, and Tristan Thompson, so they kind of capped out. So, who you see having to pay the price for this five? Games I don't here? know. Uh, I. I Consensus that I'm hearing just in, in casual conversation with people uh, on the street is the statement that Bron, uh, LeBron made after the game, uh, whereby he made the statement. I don't, I don't know if it was verbatim, but he said that he needs to you know figure this stuff out or sit down and figure this out. Is kind of what people are pointing to, and then they're they're, they're taking that to mean that he wants to sit down and figure out what he needs, what the team needs to counter the move by Golden State of bringing Durant in. So what do they need to do to counter that? Do they need to bring in another superstar to play alongside him? If so, who would that be? Do they need to just augment the roster that they have already to 
counteract, um, you know, some of the, the offensive schemes or the way that, you know, maybe augment their defense a little bit so that they can then counter what Durant brings to the table. Um, I'm not sure which way they go with that. Like you said, I'm not sure where the money comes from for an additional superstar caliber player, who that superstar would be, whether they're a top tier uh, player or a second or third tier player. I'm not really sure. Um, I would defer to you on that as far as what's available in free agency and, and who fits there. Um, style of play but I think whoever they bring in if they do needs to have at least um, you know mediocre to you know above average defensive skills because the the Cavs they can't really suffer anymore on defense I mean they they play very good defense they need to add someone who is going to keep them at that level or increase that level of play on defensive end uh, yeah, that's been interesting for agency period here in July coming up, folks, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Folks, NBA free camp is over. Now it's time for the boss report coming out after the break. So, folks, strap your seatbelts, get ready. JR and John bring you the boss report after the break. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. 
For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. show you've been waiting on the most it's the boss report john are you ready for the boss report man yeah we've been having doing it with, with our man five for one but you're ready to take back over your mouth leslie boss report king here yes i am active active boss report injury report beckler equals active good deal active john beckler means we're about to get started right, so folks where you've been waiting on it it's time for it it's here it's the boss report first story is john North Carolina teacher is arrested after being caught getting a train ran on her by three of her students after they Facebook live the activities. I mean, at that point, arresting her is just adding insult to injury. Like, why, why even bother? Like, once you find out that they posted it up on Facebook Live, just be like, listen, man, you, you're going to have to deal with some serious ridicule at school for the rest of your days. And, I mean, at that point, arresting her is just like... Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Facebook Live. Everything everything goes on Facebook Live, right? You got that right. It's, it's, that's one of the most abused things ever in social media history. It's Facebook and Instagram Live and Snapchat being abused. So if you – okay, so you and I have a few years apart from each other, right? Okay, so um, I graduated high school in 96, all right? And never once did I ever – think and this is when the internet first started kind of coming out so when when i was in high school like junior senior year it was kind of like when aol dial up was still you know kind of going on and it started to kind of ramp up from there okay never once did it dawn on me that at some point i would be able to basically just upload my entire life live onto the internet for everybody in the world to watch if they so choose Yep, it's definitely phenomenal. I, I can remember Lycos.com and those AOL CDs and, and the dial-up, and it was just, and let's see how it is now. No wires, Wi-Fi, just get some Wi-Fi, I can be a fool. Like, back back in my day, dude, like, when it first came out, it was all about Napster. 
Napster was where it was at, bro. You could get any kind of music you wanted from anywhere in the world. Napster. When they started to shut that down, everybody was like, uh, you know, up in arms because that's where we got our tunes from, dude. Exactly. Free tunes. Napster suit every damn body. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. <laughs> I remember that. They suit everybody. Yeah, that was the best though. You used to be able to just download on Napster, right? Before you go to bed, you start up the tunes you want to download, and then when you wake up, they're on your computer. You burn them onto a CD, and you're good to go. Exactly. No, she hates though. When somebody would call you on the, on the house phone when you move a download, it kill the download. Oh yeah, that was the worst. That was the worst. Like for real, you just killed my download for three hours, and you call it and ruined it. Like for real. There's some 19, 20 year old kids listening to this right now, and they're going, "What are you even talking about right now? <laughs> house phone? What's a house phone?" <laughs> exactly. Like it, it, it was like. I guess for me being 30, I kind of got the best of both worlds. I saw it pre, pre-boom and post-boom. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of got the saw how it used to be, and then I see about how it is now. So it's like I kind of get right in the middle of everything. So I'm right there, which I understand, man. And this right here is crazy. Florida man woke up with a bad headache only to discover his wife had shot him while he slept. A bad headache. Oh, my God, dude. Like, I've heard about some crazy head gunshot wounds. Like, I guess maybe if it doesn't penetrate your skull or, you know, inflict enough damage to kill you, you know, then you, I guess that's maybe what it would feel like. I mean, I, I've never been shot in the head. I really couldn't tell you what, what it feels like to get shot in the head, JR. But my man A is lucky and B better get a room at the Motel 6 real quick because I wouldn't be sleeping in that bedroom another night in my life. Exactly. And this story right here is scary. Well, scary for I guess it's not scary, but a black New York man, John, receives a white penis transplant. No, that's that's pretty scary because I'm sure, you know, <laughs> listen, if I woke up tomorrow morning and I had a black penis, I would be, like, scared as well. <laughs> I would be, you would be the first person I call and be like, JR, JR, I woke up this morning. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what happened? I got a black penis now. What the hell? Penis, JR. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, oh, my God. It's, we have a show history. This is the first time in five years that the off-air John showed up on the air. <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe it took five years, but at least it wasn't enough. Hey, this story, this story, after all these stories we've heard, this one got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Listen, that, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> exactly. Black man getting white penis definitely did it. That story is, is one for the ages right there. That's a well, story for the ages. Depending on, uh, you know, the, the size differential, he could have been disappointed. <laughs> Could have been severely disappointed. Exactly. <laughs> maybe scared isn't the word. Maybe he woke up with the sad trombone. He's like, went to take a leak and was like, "Wow, man." Yeah, like you let out get a penis and you get a white one and you black. I, okay, this is my question about this. If you're the surgeon, you don't see what your man is that you surgery and all. I maybe you pull the wrong one out, which is okay. How do you get a penis transplant? Does that mean somebody died and left their penis for somebody who's scared, scary too? I don't know. Like, I don't... 
this is what I you would think that that would have all gotten fleshed out before the surgery you're like okay I just want to make sure you're putting on an African American penis correct <laughs> I do I, I am not Asian I am not Hispanic and I am not Caucasian we are going with a black penis correct <laughs> the doctor's like oh no, no I, I have white marked on here on the sheet thank god you said something like what what oh, my god up the wheel that that happened like my man is black and he's dropping a, a pink johnson on him like, like you might be able to get away with i mean you know I don't, i'm not gonna go all racial here on the show but you know maybe the difference between uh, you know a, a latin american penis versus maybe an asian penis in color talking about just in color you know like yeah you know maybe the, the hue could be the same or, or something like that i don't know he but. was a very dark individual which is even worse you don't want to be putting like uh, you know who's a really really white guy. Oh, uh, uh, Gordon Hayward of the Jazz. Okay, Gordon so Hayward. you don't want to be putting Gordon Hayward penis color on Wesley Snipes. Okay, that ain't gonna work. Or Draymond Green. Or Draymond Green. That ain't gonna work. Okay, <laughs> sorry, but somebody has you get to know that it's not gonna work. <laughs> oh, exactly. We. Florida man is arrested after breaking into IHOP to cook some burgers for his date. He broke into the IHOP to cook burgers for his date. Yes. I'm okay with that. I mean, you know, who doesn't want to have a nice, you know, burger from IHOP? Uh, just while the place is closed down, you got the entire place to yourself, you sit wherever you want, services, you know, good, free drinks. I'm okay with that. It's not like he was robbing the place. He just want to show his no IHOP's even closed. I... I didn't really either, to be honest with you. I thought they were a 24-7 joint, but maybe not all of them are. You know, maybe like somewhere in a you know more rural area, maybe they're not 24-7. Gotcha. Yeah, we got this. Operation Extra Olives bust. Washington Papa John's employee selling that white powder to customers through a drafted window. <laughs> At least they weren't offering investment advice like the pizza delivery girl. Couple weeks back. Exactly. So they were selling cocaine through the drive-thru? Yes. Oh, man. I mean, I, I'm always surprised that this doesn't happen more because if you think about it, what is the, if, if you're selling drugs, okay, whatever, pot, cocaine, uh, you know, hallucinogens, whatever you're selling, you've got a, a slew of people, everybody orders pizza, you know, a, pizza gets delivered. You could go pick it up. It's it's completely benign. Like, if you are driving home and you get stopped uh, by a police officer for running a red light or something, and you've got some marijuana in the car or some cocaine or something, all that they're going to smell or see is that pizza. And they're just going to think that you're coming home from the pizza shop. You just got pizza. That's it. It instantly gives you a reason for them to just give you a warning or write you a ticket real quick so you can be on your way to home. You got a hot pizza in the car, right? So it's like a, a built-in um, setup for drug dealers. Like, who wouldn't want to do that? If you're a drug dealer, and it gives you a reason to be driving around town delivering dope, and you've always got a pizza on you, so you're not going to smell it. You, all you're going to smell like is pizza. I mean, really, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. I think maybe we just think maybe we just cracked the code on on the on the uh, drug dealer pizza delivery guy thing. Maybe we should be talking about it. We're screwing up. We're screwing up guys' setup. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, Florida man. Sorry about that. <laughs> My bad. 
My bad. I just take I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> bad idea. Nobody does it. Oh, you love this though. Florida man arrested after getting himself some walk up, drive through sloppy toppy and his job at Wendy's. Walk up, drive through sloppy toppy. He was working the drive through window at Wendy's. And he just he just went in. It put it out there for the person to come up and just like like that's really gonna work through the window. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn, dude. Like, think about. Okay, think about how you'd have to like get because you're standing there and you know whenever you like come up to the window, you're seeing the person pretty much face to face. Like they're exactly. they're kind of the window is kind of raised up. So he would have had to like stand up on something and like kind of like push it out there. You know, like it wouldn't be like. You could just, you know, whip it out and it's there. He, like, he would have to do some ninja-style maneuvering to get it out there. It's impressive. <laughs> I'm just like, I thought it was, it was a good idea. That's my thing. I mean, it's not incredibly sanitary, but it is impressive nonetheless. Exactly. And Tennessee Steak and Shake worker arrested after accidentally dropping cocaine into all the officer's drink. Ooh. That's rough. That's rough. See, that's the problem when you're slinging out of the, the fast food restaurant, you know? Who pre- who frequents fast food restaurants? Cops. Cops. Gotta watch out for that. See, that's that's the flip side of it. You know, if you're gonna be you're gonna be running that game out of a, a pizza joint or a fast food restaurant, you gotta know your local law enforcement, man. What you should do is scout that out. Take some free food down to the police station, be like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm bringing a free lunch down for you guys. Let them know, you know, thank you for, you know, protecting and serving. Get a little bit of an idea of who's coming through. So when they come through off duty, put a little face to the to the uh, to the name, so to speak, and you know, you know, when that guy's in here, you know, we, we got we got to kind of pump the brakes on the extracurricular activities. Yeah, yeah right. Man, Florida man arrested after breaking into store to drink milk and watch TV. Did he have any cookies with him? No cookies. Well, I mean, that seems like it's not lame if you're just hanging out drinking milk and watch TV. Like, I mean, bring some desserts with you or something. I mean, if you're going to get comfortable in there, you might as well do it right. I, I don't know that I've ever just, like, drank a glass of milk for, for the sake of drinking a glass of milk. It's always for a purpose, right? Exactly. You got something with it, like some Reese cups or, you know, you put in some cereal or you got some cookies. Something. I don't know that I've ever just poured a glass of milk because I, I was like, oh, I really need some milk and only milk right now. Exactly. And we had this judge man arrested after being caught getting sloppy toppy at the gas station and having to pull a three foot snake out of the gas pump. <laughs> Wait a minute. Had to pull a what out of the gas pump? A three foot snake. Like for real snake? A for real snake. He was getting sloppy toppy at the pump and then he saw a snake head out the pump. Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> That would freak you out, right? Hey, what's up with everybody getting sloppy toppy all over the place? Um, you know, drive through gas station. Like, what's what's up with that? B, how did the snake get in there? And C, if, if you were in the middle of that activity and a snake pops its head out of your gas tank and winks at you, like, you better run, man, because like, something's going down. Like, that ain't right. Exactly. Man, oh, man. That story right there is going to be a top ten for real. Here we go. 
Florida man arrested after stealing get this $3.5 million from the city of Miami Beach to buy NFL season to get him some sloppy topic from the horror at Dreams Miami. $3.5 million? Yes. And that's all he was going to spend it on? Yes. My God, that's a lot of whores. That's a lot of whores. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's like three seasons worth of football and fun, so to speak. God. Lordy. Oh, my God. That's a lot. Exactly. And we have an Ohio man arrested after posting fake informant list on Facebook Live. Facebook Live. There you go. So he, he posted a list of people who were informants. Yes. And it was fake. Yes. And he got arrested for what? Like citing some kind of panic yes. or something? It's a false reporting. False reporting. So basically, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, people have, like, this attention-seeking behavior now. Have you noticed that? Like, everybody – I don't want to say everybody, but there's a large segment of our population that wants to be internet famous, right? Yeah, they're right. Like, I don't know. I just – I don't get that. I, I guess I understand it because there's all different types of personalities out there. And, you know, some things that we have in our society uh, lend themselves to some people and others. It's not my thing. I mean, I don't – Whatever you and I use social media as a, a, a business tool to promote our show, and it's very beneficial to us in that way. But it's not as if we wouldn't do the show if social media didn't exist. You know what I mean? It's not predicated on that. And I think for some people, it is predicated on that. Like they they, they want to be known on social media, and it's just kind of I don't know. It just seems strange to me. Got that right. And we got this Florida man arrested after pooping on his arrest warrant in the Walmart fitting room. <laughs> the Walmart fitting room? Yes. Why Why did uh, Okay. Why did he have his arrest warrant in the Walmart fitting room? I guess I'm trying to figure out. Like, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess we know what he thought about that arrest warrant. Exactly. He thought it was full of bleep. Yeah, I dropped that one earlier on the show, right? You yeah. don't even know how to handle that. I mean, we have never had it happen. I guess you're going to have to fix that on the back end, bro. Yeah, thank God for thank God for that, man. man. He's going to be laid off from his job, so Kentucky man stole get this $4.3 million IRS check before he left, and he also knocked down four of the second series so they wouldn't tell him. <laughs> He stole a $4.3 million check from the IRS yes. from the company that he was getting canned from? Yes. Jesus. Like, I mean, where are you going to where are you gonna hide that at? You, you can't just go in and deposit a check for, from a company you don't have an account for. How are you going to create an account to put the check into? Once you put it into that account, if you do create a fake account, how, I don't even know, dude. Like, I mean, just, people are stupid. That's all they're doing, right? People are stupid. I mean, listen, that's a lot of money. I understand, but you ain't going to get away with it, bro. There is not nothing. You would have been better off trying to steal $100 out of petty cash than that $4.3 million check. Exactly. Exactly. And we got this right here. Florida man arrested after randomly firing AK-47 while driving on the floor of the highway listening to our man Future. Wait a minute. <laughs> Run this back to me. <laughs> 
Florida man arrested after randomly shooting AK-47 while driving on Florida Highway listening to our man Future. That's why I thought you said randomly shooting AK-47. I mean, really, JR, to be honest with you, I, sometimes I drive around and I, I toss a little Future on and I pop off some rounds, you know. It's really the only way to listen to it, to be honest with you. I mean, if you're not, you know, if you're not in prison already, <laughs> then that's a good way to get there. And that's really where the majority of the, the, the fan club is at. So, I mean, honestly, that's, you know, I think that's pretty common. Well, last week, that's Jesse Smith, you missed it last week. Uh, there's a story where Florida men were angry. So I was listening to get there, listening to Little Uzi Vert and not Future and beat, beat him down for it. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, that's a beat downable <laughs> offense right there. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I mean, um, as, you know, as our friend Emery Hunt would say, that you deserve to be mollywopped for that. You you deserve yep, you deserve a mollywopper for that. You're in Florida, listen to the future. You, if, you, if you get callous on this, you're going to get beat down. Yeah, as you should. As you should. There's that future should be the official artist. I will tell you this: if you if you get, I'm just gonna put it out there, Jr. I already swore once on the show. If you get your ass kicked, okay, in Florida because you're not listening to Future, and the cops show up, and then they find out, like, why'd you get your ass kicked? And you go, because I wasn't listening to Future. They're gonna go, yeah, well, you deserved it. They're gonna turn around and they're gonna drive away. They don't even care. Pretty much, that's right. You got that right. And get this. New York, New York man is arrested and charged after Biden fire attendant and jumped out of a plane after she refused to let him finish sucking off her chest. <laughs> this report has got crazy, dude. I'm swearing we got. Oh man, I don't even know what that is. That. <laughs> say sucking off and I just like (laughs) I didn't know what was coming next that's all I can say yeah did you say he jumped off the plane yes he did okay (laughs) and he he survived I just had this visual in my head of crazed dude with chesticle juice all over his face jumping out of the plane and he survived getting up dusting himself off I mean that's where he survived uh that must have been some powerful chesticles exactly man Florida man reported a dead body by carrying the skull of a, into a public store using it as a puppet said quote I have the mask <laughs> <laughs> hey listen for Florida man, at least he's reporting it, you know. <laughs> Could have just taken it home and hung out with it for a few days. <laughs> Gotta give him credit for that. Exactly. Oh my goodness. And we have this great story for you in here. $10,000 is offered in reward for two teens who was caught on camera setting off fireworks of a woman's butt inside of Publix. Dude, what is going on at Publix, man? Like, <laughs> What when did Publix become like is it like a you know secondary Walmart? Is it like overflow Walmart now? Like what is going what is going on? So they these two kids were setting off fireworks in someone's butt? Yes. 
like if you turn the corner at a Publix and you see this going down, what, like what do you think? What what, what goes through? I don't even know, Jar. Like I honestly think I would just back up and go to the next aisle. I'd just be like, you know what? I don't need pasta this week. I'm just gonna go around to the uh, you know, frozen food section for a while and I'll be back later, I guess. Like, I don't even know how to, how to respond to that in, in real life. Exactly. And we found out what it is. We have three Florida men on the loose after, after going to a, a friend's wedding to knock them out with steel chairs to kidnap the friend's wife because, quote, she belonged to me, not him. They're on the loose. They don't know where they're at. Him and his friends crowned the best men in the past all with steel chairs and got away. That's hardcore, dude. That's WWE stuff right there. They brought the steel chairs in. I mean, wow. <laughs> like, that is, you know, it's got a romantic undertone to it, you know? Like, I mean, some level, I guess, it does. But they even went after the pastor, huh? Yeah. Man, that is... What if you was aware and you seen cats coming with steel chairs? <laughs> I would just grab popcorn, bro. Sit there and see what went down. I mean, I don't. I don't mean unless it were my boys, then I'd have to, you know, step up. But if it was just like random dudes, I'd be like, Ooh, man, somebody, somebody's about to get knocked the f out. <laughs> exactly, for real, for real. And now this report's been knocked the f out, John. What is your take? On today's report, man. I cannot believe that it took... I can't believe two things. That it took five years for one of us to swear on air during the show. And secondly, that it was me. I cannot believe it was me, JR. I was sure that you were going to be the first to do it. I don't know why I was sure of that. Because I am terrible and I have... Uh, I swear like a sailor. So I'm really not surprised that it was me, to be honest with you. <laughs> but... <laughs> I am. That was my first take of the day on the boss report. I do apologize for that. Um, and secondly, there seems to be a lot of uh, fellatio going on in random uh, food spots around the country. I'm, I'm significantly impressed by the, the man who was able to um, maneuver his penis out of the drive-thru window to receive a walk-up sloppy toppy. That was pretty pretty sweet. Um, and then we had somebody – where was the other one at? Publix? Publix, yeah. Then we had a guy getting after chesticles on an airplane. I mean, it is just on and popping out there, dude. It's about the plane surviving. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, he, he just, you know, eject – he hit the eject button and lived to tell about it, bro. Like, man. <laughs> tell you what, folks. For the great show. Jerry Atalch, you was a charge on the show. French Open preview and recap of Wimbledon, all that good stuff. NBA Finals recap and the Boss Report, folks. With Jerry and John, Boss Maria Network, Boss We are out.
for all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.